This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, no words can describe the joy I have now in introducing our first guest for the morning, uh, Tahumi Kenzie, a regular correspondent from Otaknui Eco Sanctuary. We didn't get to talk with Tahu earlier in the week, technical difficulties and all of that, but Tahu joins us now. Morena Tahu, lovely to have you with us again. Aata Māori great to be with you, thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Um, Tahu, it's going to be a lovely day in Ōtipoti again, we're going to see a southerly come through and cool those temperatures down a wee bit over the weekend, but there's no question, Tahu, that around uh, the whole region, in fact around the whole lower south, uh, it's pretty dry out there, right, and there are impacts on our environment because of that. Yes, we've had just incredibly warm temperatures, as we all know. Ōtipoti Sunedon has been recently and this has meant that at Orokonui where we have the tallest tree in New Zealand, the eucalyptus regnans, at more than 83 metres, we have had to close the Robin Valley track to visit because of the fire risk that those eucalypts pose. So it's been a very dramatic time as you can imagine. And a timely reminder that wherever we are out and about enjoying our wonderful uh, outdoors that now is a, a particularly a time to take extreme care around all of that stuff. We don't want to put the flora or the fauna at risk. No, and we have seen recently, you know, obviously a lot of change and a lot of turbulence happening with our weather systems in Aotearoa, New Zealand. So how how fortunate we are and how lucky we are. And it's great that we can do what we can to help each other at this difficult time. If you do want to check what the local conditions are and all of the restrictions and so forth that might be in place uh, at this time, there's a wonderful website. It makes it nice and easy. Checkitsallright.nz. That's checkitsallright.nz. You can update yourself on the the local status, plus also get some good tips on how to be safe out and about at this time. All right, let's talk about uh, Orokanui Eco Sanctuary, uh, apart from the part that we can't access at the the moment for good reason. Lots going on, including a good season in terms of fledging the kaka chicks. Oh, it's just been amazing. So this has been our most successful kaka breeding season to date. So we're all celebrating and all very happy about this. Uh, we're very lucky that this season we've been able to band 15 fledging juvenile kaka, which is really exciting. And we think that there are more out there yet to be banded. So we're just over the moon with this. And it means that our kaka population at Orokanui are doing really well. They've got all the food and things that they need. And they're really enjoying the new nesting boxes, which is really wonderful news for everybody. When we get um, very dry conditions like this, uh, do we notice a change in, in the eating habits of, of the birds, of any of the birds? Yes, so we've certainly noticed that they're enjoying a lot more of their sugar water and things like that. And uh, if we can provide sources of water and things for birds in our gardens, that's really, really helpful when it's really hot and dry like this. At times when it is really hot and dry, sometimes the half-talkweka kiwi are sighted during the day. So they're out and about looking for water, just like us when we wake up in the middle of the night need to go and get a glass of water. So... Um, it's been a really interesting time and for a lot of our reptiles and things as well, they're needing to have water sources made available to them and 
um, they're not out basking for as long because it's just too hot. Yeah, right. In terms of those those kaka chicks, um, you know, it's an important time for them, the next important steps in their little lives. Um, and are there things that we need to be mindful of uh, at, at times like this when chicks are fledging? Yes, so it's really great um, to make sure that, you know, if you do have pet cats and pet dogs that you're just looking after them in a really responsible way. It's great if you can put a collar with a bell on your cat and keep an eye on your cat, cats and dogs when you're out and about with them because a lot of our native birds, when they fledge, they do spend a lot of time on the ground and they'll usually have mum or dad quite close to them watching them. Um, but it is a time that they're more vulnerable. And um, particularly the kaka, when they first fledge, they're, they're out and about on the ground a lot. And we had a kaka that was sighted outside the fence um, up on Mapunui, the beautiful mara that is above Wharapunui. And so, yes, we are aware that they're a bit more vulnerable at this time. Speaking of young ones, something that we enjoy and we're very privileged to get the opportunity to do from time to time is to name the takahe chicks. <laughs> And uh, we have another opportunity now, Tahu. Yes, it's so exciting. So very soon we will be officially announcing our Takahe naming competition. So we have two very, very beautiful Takahe chicks, the first to hatch in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And uh, they do need names. So we would love everybody to please get in touch and submit names. When we officially launch the competition, there'll be more official channels for you to do that, but you can start thinking about the kind of names that you'd like to give them. And all of the names will be submitted to Kati Huirapa and to the Department of Conservation, and they'll get a good look, and um, and then they'll choose. So it's very, very exciting. All right, get your thinking caps on, and we'll remind our listeners of this uh, from time to time too, all right? Well, we've, we've talked birds, uh, Tahu. How about we talk the bees? Uh, um, great um, to know that this year the, the bee is the first ever winner of the New Zealand Bug of the Year I know, I'm so happy and we really are so lucky with our beautiful, beautiful native bees they are so ancient, they are so primeval and they really get us um, aware of the amazing evolutionary history of bees and all social insects because we have these incredible ancient survivors here in Aotearoa. So if you've ever been walking along beside a clay bank or beside a, an older tree and you see these beautiful tunnels and burrows going into the mud or into the wood, these are our beautiful native bees and we have more than 100 different species and it's a bit like Goldilocks and Three Bears except Goldilocks and the Three Bees because we have ones that make little tiny tunnels, middle-sized tunnels and big tunnels and they actually uh, inherit the tunnels from their mothers and pass them on generation after generation. So some of the tunnels that we see could be very old indeed. So amazing. Lots of bees um, in our garden at the moment, I'm very pleased to say. Uh, it's lovely to see, not only those ones, but the bumbly bees as well, plenty of them. <laughs> it seems to be, uh, you know, uh, they are one of the indicators, aren't they, of the health of the planet. So it's a little bit encouraging when we have so much bad news from time to time to see the bees out and about doing their job. Absolutely, and if we can make our garden bee friendly, it's such a pleasure, as you say. And we also get these beautiful arrays of colour and fragrance in our in our garden and our daily lives. So 
yes, it's wonderful to make a beautiful space for our bees. A trip to the uh, Orokanui Eco Sanctuary is not complete without stopping off for a cuppa and a little bite of something delicious from the Horopito Cafe. Um, nice to see uh, some beautiful keep cups available there. So we are very lucky that with the Horopi Tour Cafe, the whole kaupapa is to support local and source all of the, similar to our eco-building, source all of the ingredients for the delicious food from within a 50k radius and also support local artists and artisans. So at the moment we have these beautiful ceramic keep cups from wonderful local artists and they're just absolutely gorgeous. So do pop in and have a look. They make great gifts as well. Tahu, uh, let's just uh, turn finally to uh, the other uh, or another aspect of your life, which is your your one as a musician. Um, you had an opportunity recently to be part of a wonderful concert supporting uh, the effort to help out those affected by Cyclone Gabrielle. Yes, we're so grateful, and there's been some amazing efforts in our community to drum up support for Afano up north, which is really, really positive and inspiring. So yes, we were very grateful to be part of the Sounds of Support concert at the University of Otago. So a big thank you to OUSA for organising that. And yes, I think the community has really rallied together and put forward an amazing response, which I'm really, really happy about, and we're just helping out wherever we can. And there are more such concerts being planned, of course, and uh, wherever you see them, uh, get along and, and support them in the way you can. I know Harriet Moyes put, Moyes putting a, um, a variety concert together, uh, which we'll talk about on the Awesome Morning Show next week. We look forward to that. Uh, and you know, if you're in a position to, to make a donation of some kind, um, then you know, please do support uh, these causes. They, they do start to go off the radar in terms of the reporting and the media and so forth because you know, naturally other things take over, but uh, the impacts of this cyclone will be felt by communities up north for uh, months, if not years, to come, and there'll be some significant consequences uh, for those who are really in need right now. Well, okay, and the final uh, part of our conversation today, Tahu, is again music, but we turn to your opportunity to introduce a track of your choice. And uh, today it's one by an artist I've not heard of before, uh, Fatumata Diawara. Tell us about this. Well, I really love African music and African singers, and I really, you know, Miriam Makeba, of course, who we all know and love. But the, the tone and the voices and just the amazing uh, different dialects and languages really add to the richness and the diversity of sounds that come through in the music. So Fatu is yeah, one of my faves and she's had a really, she's from Mali, she's had a really interesting life. And something I really love about her is that she's a real pioneer um, bringing her traditional music and contemporary Western music together. Uh, with her native language and a lot of her songs, including this one, they're actually protest songs, but the way that she sings them and the way that she presents them is so gentle and loving and enchanting. So it really reminds me of the power of that gentleness and that love to shift people's perspective. I'm a big fan. Fantastic introduction to the song, which is clandestine. Um, kia ora, and thank you so much, Tahu, for joining us again here. Have a wonderful weekend, won't you? We look forward to catching up with you sh- soon. Thank you so much. Kia ora koutou. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.